everybody. Welcome to episode 101, 101. of Friends Talking Nerdy. 101. This, 101. We're in the triple digits, baby. Woo. This is the sexiest voice in podcasting today, Tim Jasma. <laughs> this is the skeptical <laughs> Kim the Geek. Hey now. Um, <laughs> welcome to Friends Talking Nerdy oh, After Dark. Geez. Hey, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> Ugh. What are you wearing? <laughs> oh, Tim. I, I have my Star Wars underwear on. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's going to get all the ladies. Yeah, all the ladies. We can't resist those Star but, Wars undies, but, I tell you. Yeah. I, the reason I was silly right there, one, you listen to the show long enough, you know I like to be silly. Yep. But two, in times like these, with the news being what it is, you know, when you turn on a podcast, I, I you know, with our podcast, we need to offer an escape. Yep, and that's because we're all stuck inside right now. Yay, coronavirus. Yeah. Um, uh. You know, when it comes to that, all I got to say at this point is this. If you are a person who truly believes in the bottom of your heart that the current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is doing a great job, please go outside, please shake lots of hands, and please congregate in large crowds. Yep, because, yeah. This is not a partisan thing. Nope. If, a Demo if Barack Obama were president and handled a pandemic in the same exact way that this current president did... I would be up in front of the line demanding that he be removed from office. Yep. But, I agree with you. Yeah. It's been... Well, let's see. One week oh. since you looked at it. No. Oh, practically. <laughs> I mean, no. Uh, um, how long has it been now that we've been on quarantine? Basically, people were supposed to be staying at home. About a week. About a week. Yeah. It's been a week since my grandma died. Yeah. The person we were talking about last time. Yeah. Yeah, my grandmother passed, and she had two of the coronavirus tests. They both came back negative, but those tests have a whole high rate of false negatives. I, her doctor presumed that she had it. I, I'm going with her doctor. I think the official uh, cause of death will be upper respiratory infection or pneumonia, one of those, um, because those were all options as well. But yeah. Yeah. This is not a hoax. This virus is killing people. It has, um, I just read the news just before we started recording. Um, 50 doctors in Italy have died now of coronavirus because yeah. they were treating people who were sick. One other thing to keep in mind, too, do not call it this a Chinese virus. No, no, no. Why, it, it, it doesn't discriminate. Why, why do I say that? It, one, there's been enough scientific testing to prove that the coronavirus is not man-made. It is not a chemical weapon that was released. Two, yes, it may have started in China, and more than likely it did. But calling it the Chinese virus will do to the coronavirus what calling AIDS the gay cancer did to, in, in the 90s. Just because yeah. it started in a particular part of the world or with a particular community does not mean that that community is at fault. This is a natural disease. Do not do the racist thing. I have Asian friends right now who are terrified to leave their houses because they've had enough people say stuff to them or threaten them that, you know, I mean, we're not supposed to be leaving our houses anyway, but I mean, this, this whole situation is so far from normal for all of us that we need to just try and take a few moments to just take a breath, calm down, be nice to our fellow humans yeah, and stay home. Because if we do all those things, we'll get through this alive. If you're going to be going out, you need to be an essential person at your job, like if you're a nurse, a healthcare worker, something like that. Or a stripper. Or... I'm kidding. Tim? <laughs> it's not funny. Okay. Not funny. Entertainment is not an essential right now. If you want to be entertained, stay home and watch Pornhub. There you go. Seriously, though. Be nice to your fellow humans. And... Do what you can to stay home as much as possible. If you do have to go out, make sure it's only for essentials. Make sure it's only if you need to get food or medicine. I had to go out. 
on top of having, get this, on top of having my grandmother die, I lost a filling, turned out it broke off part of my tooth, and now I have to get a crown. So I got to spend two hours at the dentist yesterday getting my tooth fixed, and I have to... I had to go to the friggin' pharmacy because I had to get antibiotics and pain meds for that. Let me tell you, it was not a fun day. I did not want to go and do any of that. But I did it. And now I'm now I'm, I'm home. I'm home for the duration, pretty much. I'm home until I have to go back to work again because I'm an essential employee. So this virus isn't a joke. Yeah. This virus isn't a joke. We need to have some levity, yes. We need to take a few moments to make sure that we're we're, we're remaining human on the inside. We're not going feral here. And it is good to laugh, but we we do we do need to take this seriously. It's a serious thing. Yeah. Now, one thing about staying home is that a lot of people have the ability to watch a lot more TV than lots they normally do, and lots of TV. And there is there are TV shows that are you know they're releasing what they've already filmed. And one of my favorite shows, as anyone who's ever listened to the show <laughs> probably knows, is RuPaul's Drag Race. And they released an episode tonight it was it was a pretty good episode they did parody of um of Grey's Anatomy it was pretty fucking funny I uh, I can't believe that show's still in the air I know that, that I, came out when my uh, daughter was born I know I can't believe the show's still in the air too but I don't like Grey's Anatomy personally I a couple of the actresses are just those kind of actresses that you just see them and just you're like no like Parker Posey for me yeah like Parker Posey for you for me that's uh Catherine Heigl and uh what's her name that plays Meredith Grey I don't even know I can't remember her name she always she's squinty she's always constantly squinting I'm like girl you have money get glasses get LASIK quit squinting (laughs) quit squinting oh my god so yeah the problem with this season of Drag Race is freaking Sherry Pie and that bullshit crap that she pulled on those people. If, if you haven't been listening or you hadn't been paying attention to Drag Race before, um, one of the contestants, it turned out just as like the second episode was being released, it came out that, that she had catfished some guys and basically got was trying to talk them into doing things they might not have ordinarily done on film in order to audition for a role and she was abusive and cruel to these people and I'm watching her on Drag Race and it's just bugging the hell out of me because she's obviously talented and she's just the kind of queen that I normally like because she's campy and she's funny as hell but my god what an asshole I can't believe that they did this and they're winning. But the good, th- good do- the good thing about Sherry Pie winning stuff, the two prizes that she won, she won two prizes of $5,000 each. Mm-hmm. The uh, production company of the show has now donated that money to Trevor Project. So yay for Trevor Project for getting that money. And boo to Sherry Pie. But you know what is good about Drag Race too is there's a lot of other seasons. There's a lot of back seasons you can watch. And if you're just really just in your feelings and you can't deal with what's going on put on a couple episodes of drag race and seriously it'll probably if anything you'll have like some decent music you know i like a lot of the music on drag race so you'll have some musical accompaniment while you sob your heart out so hey there's that there's that um you can also find uh on pluto tv uh the channel's still there rupaul's drag race is its own channel um, Pluto TV for folks that don't know if you got like an iPad or it may be on some uh, services like Roku and whatnot but it's essentially it's owned by, Vi- Vi- by Viacom it's essentially cable service for free that, yeah. that you can download I mean you get like some Comedy Central channels uh, you get some old TV shows um, you get TV la- I mean you get a lot of content for again free so, yeah. so you can definitely watch it there yeah and Dragula is on Netflix right now too so there's a couple seasons of Dragula which is more like the dark side of drag I guess you could say right. but honestly I like Dragula a lot it's really good stuff and that's that's for free on Netflix well you have to pay for Netflix but you know what I mean yeah. most people have a Netflix subscription or they borrow someone's <laughs> password that never happens that no. never happens no there's always that there's there's lots of stuff out there if anything Watch some Disney movies. 
I swear. Although some Disney movies can really be heart heart string jerkers, but um... well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I know they on Disney Plus um, because of everything going on, they've been releasing some movies a lot earlier. And one movie they recently re- recently released was Toy Story Four. Oh, you know, I never did see Toy Story Three, so maybe I should just have a to- Toy Story marathon. Yeah, Toy Story Three, I for my money is the best. Mm. I mean, just the ending. It, once you see the ending, it it will make 100% sense. It was the ending that needed to happen. Okay, well, I will have to check that out. I think on Disney Plus, I watched The Sound of Music on Disney Plus the other night. That was a good time. I wonder if they edited. I mean, because I know they on Disney Plus they have Splash, but they edited the hell out of that movie. Apparently. Oh really? What do you mean? What do you think they edited on? I I, I didn't uh, see it, so I'm only yeah. speculating. But I believe in Splash, Daryl Hannah had a topless scene at one point, and that's I think, not there. I think you did see some boobs in Splash, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so you're not going to see boobs in Disney Plus. <laughs> oh. But which makes me wonder why they had to severely edit that movie. Why couldn't they just put it on Hulu? Splash. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't think about it. What about... What, did you think that they were going to edit something out of The Sound of Music? <laughs> Take out all the Nazis? No, the Nazis <laughs> are still there, and they still have him ripping up the Nazi flag, yeah. which was which was a moment where I was like, yeah, I literally was like, yee! It's, it's always... You, you know, you can't go wrong with watching someone rip up a Nazi flag. Yeah. Oh, and also, too, I read today that, um, the, the, you know, Black Widow uh, was supposed to be in theaters here, I believe, in the, within the next month, but um, they pulled it out of theaters indefinitely, and now there's rumors that it just may go to streaming. Oh, well, you know, whatever works, you know, do you remember quite a few episodes back when I mentioned Joe Exotic? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, a documentary miniseries on Netflix right now that everybody is talking about. So I don't think we really need to talk about it, but I watched it and it was, it was interesting. There were, <laughs> the, the, I actually, on Twitter, I, I forgot the thread, but there were actually some pro wrestlers that pointed out that on his ranch or whatever the hell you called it, he actually um, had an independent wrestling company perform a show. Oh. And, and they said that there were more animals there than there were people in the audience. Yeah, I believe it. And yeah. it's just the thing is, is some people are worried about like this documentary um, glamorizing. Like, Just look at the guy. The it's thing. not going to glamorize anything. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of people really want like to have those cats and, as pets and like to be able to like pet them and play with them and all that sort of stuff. And I got to tell you, the, it is some type of miracle that more people were not hurt on his ranch than were actually were. Cause I mean, there was the one, one of his um, people who worked for him lost her half of her arm because of a tiger <laughs> and she still works there. You got to love Florida. She went back to working there. It was in Florida. It's Oklahoma. Oh, oh Oklahoma. Even yeah. Better, the, even this better. was happening in Oklahoma, but down in what? Florida, there's more, there's more crap. There's all kinds of crazy down in Florida. We got a gator farm. We don't even need to talk about Florida. <laughs> oh my God, Florida. I mean, yeah. Anyway, there's lots of stuff out there to take your mind off the, the stuff that's happening outside. So just try to stay sane if you can. Maybe take take some time during the day to like or at night to maybe to meditate. I know that helps me is just closing my eyes and just focusing on my breathing. Um, there's lots of apps out there that can help you meditate if you really are having trouble calming down, and they and they're free and they really do help. The one one of the ones I like is called Oak, and I've heard people mention one called Calm that they like. There's a lot out there. One thing you're not going to be able to do though is to go to Disney Plus and watch The Muppet Show because it's not on there. What? That seems like a ridiculous oversight. Uh, it is. Um, I mean, they got they got the movies on there, which is fine. Um, and they got, like, the one season of the ABC show from a few years back, which is fine. But the original Muppet show is not on there. Now, I've heard speculation that, you know, due to the amount of, you know, special guests that they had, that it was a licensing issue. But that turns out not to be the case. Man, now, Bob, I've, got, now I've got the Muppet show theme song in my head. I'm all like... Yeah. Bob Iger is to blame. 
Who's Bob Iger? He is the CEO, the current CEO of Disney. He recently announced his retirement, so he'll be stepping down soon. Um, but, you know, Bob Iger has been famous for essentially resuscitating Disney because the, the previous CEO, Michael Eisner, um, who had a great tenure as CEO, you know, near the end of it, though, things were not going as well because, you know, what worked well in the 80s and 90s didn't work well in the 2000s. Sometimes, you know, you could have the best coach, but when things change in a game, the same line of thinking doesn't, you know, get you the same results. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a new uh, CEO and Bob Iger came on, and Bob Iger was primarily famous for, you know, purchasing Pixar, Marvel, um, and uh, Lucasfilm. You know, which great assets and, you know, has more than, you know, made up for the purchase price. You know, I mean, that you know, Disney has, you know, made, you know, look at what they've done with Star Wars and their theme parks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because they got a full, you know, fledged Millennium Falcon there for people to, you know, Man. Go, in, go on and, and, and play with. But uh, it turns out that because of the fact that the Muppets were purchased by Disney... Under Michael Eisner, Bob Iger doesn't want to push the Muppets. That's stupid. Yeah, the only um, two bits of output that have been Muppet-related, apart from the TV shows, um, the, the the one season of the TV show has been the Muppets, uh, the movie in 2011, the really good movie from Jason Segel, and the mediocre Muppets Most Wanted that came out a couple years later. Um, but, yeah, it... it, it uh, with, these services, these streaming services, Disney Plus is a big priority for Disney right now. That's going to make them a lot of money. You would think you'd want to get on all the possible content that you can, especially something like The Muppet Show. There is an audience for it out there, even if that audience may be people in our generation, you know? Yeah. Man, I... Uh, that doesn't make any sense. It well, do- maybe now that he's retiring, they'll just, like, open that vault pop it back on hopefully i mean i know uh j michael straczynski on twitter um he is uh he he's a prolific writer um he you know wrote for the television show sense eight um he you know worked on the real ghostbusters cartoon he-man but he's most known for creating the television show babylon 5 Mm. um and what he says is that he uh, cannot work on that show in any way shape or form in terms of bringing it out as a movie or doing anything because the executives at warner brothers realize that that project was created by another company and they don't want to put any effort into creating any more content which is again to your point ridiculous because they own it now and with streaming services out there and a known fan base for both the Muppets and for Babylon 5, why HBO Max is coming out next month. Warner Brothers owns, you know, massive streaming service. Their answer to Disney Plus and Netflix. You know, there are fans that would pay money to see a Babylon 5, uh, you know, movie exclusive on there. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like, you know, if the Muppet Show came to Disney Plus, guess who's binge watching it? Me. Uh, you know, there are people that, that want to watch this stuff. So, it, yeah, it does not make sense that uh, these companies are not, you know, p- pleasing their fans. Um, you know, it's it's a different situation now with the streaming services compared to something like, d- 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 you know, the era beforehand when, when you would just strictly watch TV shows and whatnot on DVDs. Because, yeah, if the audience is kind of smaller... I, I can see, you know, a, a business stating, you know, why should we go through the effort of making these DVDs that aren't going to sell? Yeah, they don't have to make any product to sell. All they have to do is just have server click, space. click, done, pretty ha, much, yeah. Ha, yeah, if they got the server space, and I think Disney has the money to buy a couple terabyte hard drives to you know, yeah. put put that, that stuff on there. So uh, it makes no sense. if uh, What I think should be done... Fans need to speak up, and they need to say if if you want to watch the Muppet Show, go to Disney. You know, send Disney a tweet, say bring us the Muppet Show. It's in your vault. You own it. We want to give you money. Please let me give you my money yeah, so I can plus, watch the Muppet Show. Plus, every movie and television production is shut down right now. There's five I, seasons of the Muppet Show that are just sitting there collecting dust. Yeah, and there we don't know when it's all going to be coming back, and we don't know when productions are going to be able to resume. I'm, I'm going to guess that there won't be any 
movie or television productions resuming until midsummer. And then they're all going to have to find replacement personnel for all the people who have died. Because unfortunately, that is going to be the case. People are dying every day, and a lot of them are going to be people that we didn't realize we that we needed. I mean, all of us are going to know at least one person who died from coronavirus, if not more. Yeah. On a, on, a, on a less serious, when it comes to the movie studios, though, another thing to keep in mind, and, and it's less serious compared to the, the loss mm-hmm. of life, which is why I said that, but, you know, it, it may take six months for productions to be able to start up again, but that doesn't mean that the same productions that closed down today are going to be the ones that start up, mm-hmm. because these actors in major Hollywood studios, their their time is budgeted. You yeah, know, and it's they like, schedule things out, like months and years in advance yeah so a lot of movies that are currently in development right now are probably close to getting the axe simply because you know if people are not able to make this movie during this specific window of time it's not going to be made yep yep i mean and we're seeing all kinds of delays with movie releases i mean they delayed the new james bond movie until november yeah and honestly the way things are going i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if it becomes like the first James Bond release to be re- to be released as video on demand. Yeah, you know, it's. I'll, I'll put that down as a prediction for this year. Yeah, and I think I mentioned it on the show before too. Um, it, it was episode ninety nine. Yeah, a couple episodes back. That yeah, the, you know, stu- Universal Studios released the new Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot. They released Emma. They released uh, The Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and other studios are are doing the same thing. Yeah. More and more people are going to be appreciated. You got a family of four that wants to watch a movie. They're going to want to. They're going to be more likely to spend twenty bucks on a digital download than they are going to a movie theater, spending all that money for parking, all that money for snacks, all that money for the tickets, which is far more than the twenty dollars it's going to take to mm-hmm. download that movie directly into your in, into your living room with a TV screen that'll probably give you a better better picture quality than what you get in the theaters with better sound. And that way too, <laughs> when little when little when little Bobby <laughs> turns to you and says, "And yeah, I gotta pee," and it's at a good part, you can just go, boop, pause, go to the bathroom instead of wash your hands. Instead of here's the popcorn bucket, go. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Although you know, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if there are people who do that or who buy like the drink big drink just so they can drink it and then use it later oh so gross and then leave it behind for the poor movie theater employees to it's freshly squeezed oh oh you're gross gross do not do this do not do this it's disgusting and unsanitary don't do that if you can't hold your water for like a whole movie either don't drink drinks or don't go to the movies. Or don't go to the movies. Stay home and do that. Yeah. So Speaking gross. of the movies, I saw so an interesting Twitter thread that uh, got me thinking it would be a great subject for the show here. And that Twitter thread simply asked, what are your five favorite movies from the year you were born? So in this case, then we have to like age ourselves. I'm, uh, I'm so old. <laughs> I'm so old. Okay, Grandma, how when you were you born? 1973. All right. I'm a spry young man. I was born in 1976. <laughs> <laughs> spry. Spry my ass. <laughs> I'm not spry. So which of us is going first? Um, well, I old people first. Go ahead. <laughs> I was always told to, you know, treat the elderly well. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> You're lucky I'm on medication. <laughs> it's making me relaxed right now. <laughs> okay, so 1973. There were a lot of good releases. So my top five from this era. Number one, Enter the Dragon. Oh, awesome. Movie. Isn't that the best to have in your year? It is. The... I win. <laughs> I have the best movie in my list. Enter the Dragon's a fucking masterpiece. It is. I don't disagree at all. I mean, that <laughs> that movie is, you know, even today, it's, this is one of the few action movies from that era that if you did a shot for shot remake, released it today, it would still be as it's good and still resonate. such it's good. a good movie. Oh my God. If you have not seen this movie, 
I think it's on Netflix right now. I believe it is. Um, look for the uh, cameo from a young Jackie Chan in the ending fight scene. That's right. That's right. I think Sammo Hung um, was also there as well. Um, Sammo Hung, it, for uh, Hong Kong movie fans, he's a, a Hong Kong movie legend. Um, but in the 90s, he briefly had a TV show after Nash Bridges, I believe. <laughs> it was a sequel. <laughs> kind of a, a spinoff of uh, Nash Bridges. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so an- another one that was released in 73, Charlotte's Web, the animated Charlotte's Web, yeah. the original one. I love I love the book. The book is good. You got to admit the book's good. I I love the 70s animation. I just love the way it was drawn. I believe that was uh, from Frizz Freeling's company, um, one of the legends from uh, the Looney Tunes era. I think I think I think you might be right. I didn't write it down. Yeah. But yeah, I was excited about that one too. Um, the way we were. It's a Barbara Streisand movie with Robert the way We were. It's such a sappy movie, but it's oh, it's a, such a good movie. I love the way we were. Oh. Ah, I love That's that That's my new impression. The way we oh, were. Oh, no. Barbara Streisand. Stop. Stop. <laughs> my God. Jesus. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> okay, another good one from 73. The Exorcist. Never saw it. You never saw The Exorcist? Oh, it's creepy as hell. It's all kinds of effed up. And yeah, it's a good one. I like The Exorcist. Um, and another animated movie, Robin Hood. The Disney's Robin Hood. I like that one too. Yeah. And then, I'm, not, I'm not a big Disney fan. And then fan. I have I have bonus movies because they're two of the most, I, would, I don't know if I would say most important, but two of the more interesting and kind of influential um, sci-fi movies. Of, of all time, sure. Uh, Soylent Green and Westworld were both released in 1973. Soylent Green, starring the incomparable Michigan legend Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston, yes. Soylent Green. I don't know if you haven't seen either of those. I would, I would recommend it. Soylent Green is really creepy as hell. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> it's people. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's heard that because there was that one uh, Saturday Night Live sketch about it. On the Simpsons, and then Symptoms yeah. did it too. But um, yeah, and Westworld. Most a lot of people have seen the modern version of Westworld. I'd recommend seeing the old one too. I hate Michael Crichton, so no, he's a horrible writer. Ugh. Okay, Dim doesn't like it, but I thought it was a good one. What don't I like? Yeah, you don't like anything. No, like that movie, The Princess Bride. I, there is no chance in hell I will ever see that movie. Oh, that's bullshit. no chance in hell. You know what? You know what? Coronavirus will make us creative, and you'll you'll get so desperate for something to watch that you'll have to watch it with me. I uh, I would rather watch a, a, a looped tape of Phil using the litter box than watch the Princess Bride. Okay. okay, so that will I think if if I could get like some kind of smell o vision to add to that <laughs> loop, then you would watch the Princess Bride because let me tell you, my computer is in the same room as the litter box. That cat. Has some stanky ass shit, and I don't know what the hell it, he's eating to make it that bad. But let me tell you, you're gonna like Princess Bride a lot more than Phil and his stinky smell. That movie, smell. that uh, his his bowel movements have not made you cry as a kid. Trust me, if you could smell his bowel movements on a regular basis, you would probably be sobbing. Anyway. <laughs> Now we're on to Tim's movies. Yes, from the much superior year of 1977. Oh, bullshit. All right, on my list, number one. The story of a man winning the heart of a woman he loved. Rocky. Sylvester Stallone's masterpiece. Yuck, I don't like Rocky. Then you don't have taste in movies now, do you? No, I have great (laughs) taste in movies. It's just that... Every time I've tried to watch that snooze fest, it worked better than a Valium for me. It just knocked me right out, literally. Just like, about ten minutes in, I'm like... <sighs> now, some of the other uh, films in the series, in, in my opinion, do get schlock aiming Rocky for anybody. Um, but, you know, the first one is great. Also as a great companion piece, definitely recommend if you watch this first, watch Rocky Balboa second. Great piece. Number two on know. my list. Number two, Network. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm trying to remember if I saw ever saw Network. Yeah, Faye Dunaway is in it, um, but it's it, if Faye you Dunaway. watch it, it's it, it kind of like it, it predicts 
modern cable television because it details the the life of a newscaster who just gets pissed and that's where the famous line you know i'm mad as hell and i'm not gonna take it anymore comes from you know he got upset one day on on set and you know he started yelling that and then the viewers started tuning in in on mass and then they gave him his own talk show but then once the ratings were down the network ended up killing him <laughs> you know? Huh. I'm going to have to check that out. Is it on any of the streaming services right now? If it's now? not, it should be. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, but I'm serious. It's, it's, it's a, it's a classic. Uh, number three on my list from genre master John Carpenter, Assault on Precinct 13. I feel like I've seen this, but I can't remember any of it. The, the beauty of his films, I mean, the, it, it's pure action at its best. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have a story, much like the John Wick films. It's a premise. And that premise is they're in the middle of, like, uh, Los Angeles. Cops are, sh- are showing up at Precinct 13 to take a prisoner to um, someplace else. But then gang members surround the precinct and it's a big uh, gun battle. So it's 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 not Citizen Kane, but uh, it's it's John Carpenter. I mean, even a bad John Carpenter film, you're going to get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, I mean, he, that's he's true. one of the best filmmakers. What didn't he do? Didn't he do Escape from New York? Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., um, Big Trouble in Little China. The okay, thing, then I definitely um, should. Live. I need to see this then. Yeah. Uh, that one I know you can find on Tubi for free. Tubi is another service similar to Pluto TV that is for free that you can download, um, but be prepared for ads. You know, uh, not the ads. Ah! But uh, <laughs> again, though, uh, it, 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 expect that for a service like yeah. this. And if if you are on a tight, tight budget, embrace services like this because without something like this, you're gonna have nothing to watch. You know. <laughs> Um, next on my list, one of the first movies I ever remember seeing as a kid, which probably explains a lot, Carrie. Oh, God, this is a great movie. I love Carrie. Uh, and you know what? I even liked the remake they did. I haven't seen the remake, so I'm not going to judge it per se. What I will judge are the trailers that came out for that. Mm-hmm. And when they are essentially almost scene for scene the same as the Sissy Spacek movie, you're not giving me a new reason to come watch your yeah, take on it. Yeah, um, But uh, the original, oh my gosh. Uh, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And, and just, just her eyes, my God. Oh, I know. Just how oh, they were just wide and her face was just empty and then how she would just turn and just I know it's freaking cool. I mean oh it's a great one I mean Brian De Palma that that you know that is his godfather I mean that that movie is that good um last on my list a Mel Brooks classic one I was surprised at how much I loved when I first saw it silent movie I don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah, it's an actual silent movie. Um, it's about Mel Brooks as a filmmaker, and he's getting people together to make a silent movie. The only person that ends up speaking in the film is famed mime Marcel Marceau. <laughs> and I believe um, that was the only time he ever said anything on camera ever. I could be wrong on that, but it, it would, you know, I, I hope it's true. <laughs> but his, his words was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> and then he hangs up. But it's Mel Brooks. Brooks. uh, That's uh, Mel Brooks in the seventies. He could do no wrong. Oh, Mel Brooks is just awesome. Yeah. Someone else who's awesome. Let's get to our album of the week. Album of the week. (laughs) That's the Axl Rose version. Originally, we were going to uh, review Paranoid from Black Sabbath. Which actually is appropriate in these times. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Um, (laughs) But um, we had a a legendary musician passed this past week. Yeah, unfortunately, Kenny Rogers passed away. Yeah. And... Passed away in his home um, with hospice care. He was 81. Apparently, it was just natural causes. It was his, his time to go. Man, you know, it's a shame because he would have got a lot of good songwriting material out of what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, so what I thought we would do, I mean, I'll put it this way. I will not proclaim, I'm not proclaiming by, by talking about him right now that I believe he's the greatest musician ever made. I don't think so. Um, but 
you cannot deny the impact he's had on the music industry for as long as he's had. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really possible to say that anybody is the greatest musician ever. Of made, course, because enjoyment is purely subjective, as exactly, we always say. Exactly, but he he wrote a lot of great songs, he performed a lot of great songs, and, you know, he's a legend in his own way. He released a lot of material, and I could not believe how much material there was until I started combing through uh, yeah, Spotify, I mean, and I'm just like, What? How many albums? He, yeah, he goes back <laughs> to the 50s. I mean, he yeah. started off in a jazz band. Um, and then... He did some psychedelic fun psychedelic, stuff. Psychedelic, um, dabbled country. in country. Uh, near the end of his career, of course, he was most famous for being a crooner of love songs. Love songs, gospel, Christmas, everything. If there was something, you know, he did it. He, he tried everything, literally. I mean, we have a song, we have a track on this list that uh proves that he did try everything <laughs> yeah so what we, uh what kim and i did um what i what i what we did is we each came up with a list of our 10 favorite kenny rogers songs and then we combined them and and what we did is if we po if we both picked one song then that counts as you know a one pick as, essentially so we're, it's not going to be 20 different choices here no. since we had a lot of the, sh uh, the same choices here um we just put it together on a playlist on spotify and when you listen to the show if you look in the show description you're going to see a link that will bring you to spotify so uh you can listen to you know what we chose here but let's go through it track by track and talk about our thoughts um to be clear the direction i gave kim for this was that our critic hats are kind of off for this stuff we enjoy yeah so we um we may have a critique here or there but this you know he passed away this is honoring his memory so we're yeah. not going to you know well this sucked you know that that would be disrespectful yeah opinion. it would be a little well it would be a little disrespectful but at the same time i think there's a couple songs on here that i'm kind of eh. but at the same time i'm like but that but eh, fuck it the guy passed away he was a great guy yeah so. And and, in, and to be clear too, I mean, look, look at our philosophy when we critique. I mean, yeah. ultimately, my philosophy has always been: I give the type of critiques that I would want to hear if I were the artist mm -hmm. receiving it. So it's nothing personal, you know. I'm not, you know, I would not say to anybody, "You suck" or or something like that. Well, I would, but that's usually me being a a sarcastic bitch and teasing but still you're not but you would not in real life go to somebody and say you suck you know you're not that's you're true. not that type of person I no mean, you're i wouldn't gonna, i wouldn't you're gonna tell I, your if friends I, if i did that it, it would have been it would i wouldn't go up to a complete stranger and do that you're gonna tell. i wouldn't go yeah. up to like like an author or someone and do that but you know if we're friends like tim and i are friends you know then i might tell him he sucks occasionally but then I'd probably kiss him on the cheek and go, but I still like you. Oh, good boy. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go through this track by track and uh, discuss some of our thoughts. So track one, just dropped in to see what condition, condition my, condition, my condition, condition was in. What did you think of that? I love this song. And part of the reason why I love this song is because it's in the background of one of the, in a scene from one of my favorite movies, The Big Lebowski. It's in the bowling scene where he's like, when the dude's like dancing down the bowling lane and and there's like little pinup girls there and it's just so weird and nutty and this song's in the background it's it's great yeah i um i dug the song too um if you can try and find the album cover from the first edition and just look at kenny in that era and it's funny as hell <laughs> <laughs> well just looking at kenny a lot of the time was kind of funny because the guy He's a good guy, but he he dabbled with the um, plastic surgery a little too much. Yeah, it looked like an alien at the end, you know. Yeah, it was a little alien autopsies with Kenny Rogers on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a little little tight in the face after a while. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Yeah, if you get a chance to go to YouTube, uh, do a search for Kenny Rogers Mad TV, and Will oh. Sasso. Hi, I'm Kenny Rogers. Will Sasso <laughs> is a freaking genius when it comes to his Kenny Rogers impressions. So make sure you re you see the Kenny Rogers jackass one. Hi. Oh my god! <laughs> Hi, I'm Kenny Rogers, and this is Jackass. And there's one where he did the uh, Kenny Rogers reality show, and one of the challenges he gave a person was to eat raccoon brains, but he ate it first. And then he goes, Mmm, tastes like chicken, but more brainy. <laughs> and then there was the 
the Kenny Rogers ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Kenny oh, Rogers yeah. Thanksgiving special with oh, James bro. Brown. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. Oh, okay, let's go back to the music, or else we're All just right. gonna sit here and giggle. Oh, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the next track, She Believes in Me. Oh, this song is so sappy, but I love it. <laughs> I just love this song. It was like, uh, it's it's on one of the, his very his eighties albums, and late seventies, early eighties. I don't remember what year. And this is going to be on most of his official greatest yeah. hit, the greatest hits albums. That yeah, are out it's there. just oh, it's uh, it's it's just he's he's like, and she believes in me. I still don't know just what she sees in me, and it's just like. What every woman wants to hear. It kind of is. It's like this love song from a guy who's just like, just astonished that this wonderful person is in love with him. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. And it's, oh, it's so sappy, but it's so good. I just want to cry. Oh, the notes I had. It's a love song for middle-aged folks. It's sappy, but it's heartfelt. And then I wrote, the amount of 50-year-old panties that were moistened over the years because of this song could fill the Pacific Ocean. I'm serious. I mean, Tim. You know I'm right. <laughs> What's the next track? Lady. Oh, this one too. Just like she believes in me, this one is so, so sappy, but it's so freaking good. I love this song. And this is unique too because, you know, if you don't know uh, what's wrong with you, but, you know, just hearing it, you know it's a Lionel Richie song. I mean, it's, it, you know, if you listen to any Lionel Richie album from that era and then you listen to Lady, I mean, same type of production, same type of sound, but it's also unique because usually when you have another artist singing the words of somebody else, they're going to do it their own way. But, it's still very much Kenny's song as well. And this is a perfect slow dance song. It's sappy. Oh, it is. You could totally... Any any wedding ever probably has played this song. A yeah. lot of weddings, I'm yeah. sure. So it's, it's sappy in a sense that, yeah, you're not going to play this when you're rolling down the highway on a summer afternoon. You're not going to play this on the stereo. But no. if you're holding your partner in, 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 in your dancing slow and you're looking into their eyes, this song is going to connect you. Yep. All right, the next one. We've got tonight. Oh, another sappy one. Oh, I like this one too. It's just, you know, kind of puts you, it's it's to get you in the moment, in that mood kind of a song. Yeah. I couldn't create a playlist without including this because uh, you got to think a little bit in Michigan for this. This is a Bob's, cover of a Bob Seger song. Is it? Yeah. I always thought of it as a Kenny Rogers song. Yeah, so it. The, the only issue I would have is that the, the they use the synth the synthesizers a little too much for my liking, but uh, it, it's a great cover. It's a sappy song. You gotta have some synth. Come on. <laughs> Not that much. I mean, if yeah. it were syrup, it would be like pouring a whole bottle of Mrs. Butterworth over some waffles. Just a little too. Cut back just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you don't like want to be like me as a kid pouring sugar into my cereal because oh. then the milk would be like gravy at that point. <laughs> but, you know. I really want waffles now. Okay, next track. Next track. A classic. The Gambler. Uh, oh, yeah. We could not make this list without The Gambler. I'm pretty sure this was on both our lists. I know it was on my list. Yep. Yep. Both of our lists. It's a classic. It's country- Yet it's not, which which it tells a story. Like. Yeah, everybody likes this. I like at least me. I like the songs that tell a little story, and you're just like, "What's gonna happen next? What's the gambler gonna do? Yeah, is he gonna break even?" <laughs> now th that's one thing I did put on Twitter about uh, about this. I did put up a poll, um, and it broke even. Uh, the the question was, is Kenny Rogers really a country artist? It was fifty fifty, and uh, <laughs> me personally. I think Kenny Rogers was a singer who dabbled in a lot of music for genres. You know, I don't think you can label him as just one thing, and no. I don't think that's a bad thing. You no, know, it's not. Like, like take, uh, he was, in 2013, I believe, entered into the Country Music Hall of Fame. He's in there. Someone like Hank Williams Jr., who most people, even without necessarily hearing the music, would still say, you know, Hank Williams is country. 
Hank Williams Jr. is not in the Country Music Hall of Fame, so it is an accomplishment to be recognized as essentially an ambassador for country. Mm -hmm. But I would still say he wasn't necessarily a country artist. He was a a musician who dabbled in country. Yeah, and there's a Muppet version of The Gambler with him in it. I posted it on our Facebook page. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right, the next track, Lucille. Oh, I like this one, too. It's another story song. And I'm just like, you go, Lucille. You go. You go, girl. Go, girl. Three snaps. Go, girl. Three mm-hmm. snaps up. Yeah. Damn it. Um, The fun thing about this song is that you could make up your own lyrics. I mean, as a kid, you know, you That's picked true. a fine time to leave me, hey, Lucille, Lucille. Four ugly children and a cockatiel. <laughs> That's what I had as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was four ugly children and a crop in the field for a while. I didn't realize they were hungry. I thought they were just ugly. <laughs> well. Maybe they yeah. were both. Probably. But, you know, I don't know if... So, so my debate about this song is, is Lucille the bad person in here? Or is it the person who is singing from their point of view? It's... Because it sounds like Lucille was overworked and underappreciated. But the, the, you gotta think. I mean, it doesn't indicate that Lucille was involved in a polyamorous relationship or anything like that. So if she's at a bar talking to a different guy and that's her husband coming in, saying that, then she's cheating. It does not matter if she has reason. If she has legitimate reasons for to break out of a relationship, mm-hmm. if she did not like the relationship with her husband, she should have just said it needs to end. Under ideal terms, and I'm not talking about you know yeah. like a, a spousal abuse. There are other things. This is just in general for two people with no, who have done nothing more than grow apart. Yeah, it's and it's hard to tell from the song. It's like, did they grow apart? Yeah, is she overworked and underappreciated? Is he overworked and underappreciated? Maybe they just need to like not be at the bar and go somewhere quiet and talk. Yeah. Yeah. What do I know? I got a divorce. (laughs) I have a divorce too, so. I don't know nothing about that relationship stuff. Yeah, me neither, me neither. On to the next one. Islands in the Stream. Oh, I love this song. (laughs) It's, I love Dolly Parton and I love them together. They always sound so good together. This is a classic song, but... Again, this is another instance of how can you label this song that was written by a member of the Bee Gees as country because it is not a country song. Oh, no, this isn't a country song. This This is a a pop song. This is a pop song. Yeah. Yeah, No, I wouldn't ever call this song a country song. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun song, and I believe it's one of those songs, too, that, like, Margaritaville, like, anybody could really sing in a duet at, at a karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is all, any t- if you go to karaoke, you have, it's pretty much guaranteed that someone's going to do Islands of the Stream. Yeah. And if nobody does, it's like a miracle. Yeah, that and Baby Got Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Islands in the Stream is one of those, you, pretty much everyone here, that this and Total Eclipse of the Heart are always on at karaoke, it seems like. Someone does one of these two things. All right, the next song, Through the Years. Oh, I like this one, too. It's another, it's, I don't know what it is about Kenny and the sappy songs, <laughs> but I really love his sappy songs. And literally, while I was trying to figure out what list I wanted to, what ones I wanted to choose, I, like, was listening to bits and pieces of all of these, and I'm like... Oh my god, I love this. I literally almost started crying just because I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I like this song. It's so sweet. He's dead. Ah! It's one of those kind of things. Yeah, I wrote that this is another slow dance classic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of those songs that, yeah, if you're holding your partner, looking into their eyes, you know, by the end of that song, you're going to be running out of that dance hall like Fred Flintstone trying to get to the backseat of your car. <laughs> You know, it, it's, yeah, it's it's not, uh, to your point, it's not one you're going to listen to on a long drive. If, you know, you're walking or exercising, you're not oh, going to no, listen to this Oh, no, it's not an song. exercise. This is like a, yeah. this is like, you know, trying to, to romance your partner kind of song or. Yeah, like or some, some. Yeah, <laughs> we're sitting at home alone going, I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next song, and I know this is one I chose. I wish I could hurt that way again. 
I hadn't heard this one before when I listened through, and I was just like, oh, it's not bad. And I was expecting to hate it because of Waylon Jennings <laughs> and the Waylon and Willie fiasco. I love that album. Um, and I even <laughs> mentioned that album on here because this song kind of reminded me of that song, The Whirlit Surprise. Oh. Um, the one where uh, Waylon is in the bar and listening to the same song over and over again. Um, it, yeah, it's simple yet effective sad love song it's it really epitomizes that feelings that you get when you know a relationship is over Mm -hmm. you know just that i would i you know just that longing for even the worst possible time in a relationship because that would still mean you're with that person you know again simple beautiful definitely uh, recommend giving this a listen so the next song it's a duet make no mistake she's mine Make no mistake, she's mine. That's the duet with Kenny Rogers and Ronnie Millsap. Okay, yeah. This one was was I wasn't expecting to like it either, and I did. Sorry, folks, I'm a little out of it because of my dental issues and my anxiety problems. Yeah, stemming from the coronavirus crisis. So yes, I am on a little bit of medication at the moment. So <laughs> legal medication that yeah. was prescribed to me by a doctor. That I'm allowed to take. And not the black tar heroin you bought last week? Yeah, I sold that. Damn. <laughs> I'm kidding. Completely kidding. Don't fire me, please. Completely kidding. So you still have it? Great. No. Shoot at my eye tonight. Shut <laughs> up, Tim. You're gonna get me gonna get me fired. Alright, so yes, that was a duet, and that was a good that was a good song. Yeah, Ronnie Millsap, I, you don't really hear that much about him, and he's not bad. I'm not again, I, I would not claim it. my mother would uh, be, my, my mother in the closet right now, if she could reanimate, her jaw would drop because she Probably. loved Ronnie Millsap. Ronnie Millsap growing up. In fact, I remember one of our uh, photo books growing up. She um, actually gone to a concert and you know took some shots of him. She was near the front row. Don't know how she got those. I don't want to know how she got those tickets. But <laughs> <laughs> she was able to. Is your mama a hoe? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She she w- like would be the like first son? to admit that. <laughs> Learn from the best. <laughs> but uh, still, I liked it. I mean, it's it's a song about two guys arguing about a woman, but it, mm-hmm. it's it's heartfelt. It's really good. I mean, yeah, they both yeah, sing well I liked together. it. I liked it better than I ex- more than I expected. Yeah. yeah. All right, the next one. Kim's absolute favorite track on this whole playlist. <laughs> Not. It's called Kenny Rogers' Feral Monk Dub Plate. No. <laughs> um. It's. I I didn't think it was a real song at first. I thought it was a parody, like all of the <laughs> Mad TV parodies that they do with the Kenny being all, "Hi, I'm Kenny Rogers." <laughs> I was just like thinking, okay, maybe it's like. Hi, I'm Kenny Rogers, and this is my rap song. Because <laughs> it's it's a little strange. It's a little jarring. I, I, but okay. overall, it, I guess it's okay. It's a duet that he did with Wyclef John. Um, there, it, I forgot the name of the album, and I'm not going to go back and look at it. Because, you know, apart from uh, the song he did with The Rock, it doesn't matter. There really wasn't that much in a song that was good. The reason I included it on this list, though. For humor value. No, at that time in his career, Kenny Rogers did not need to do this. He didn't need the money, but the fact that he thought it would be a good artistic challenge to get to go ahead and do this, he probably thought it was fun. Yeah, you know, he probably did, or maybe he was high from some uh, some of the pain medicine after one of his plastic surgeries. No, it's this I put up there. It's not successful, but it's the same spirit that Johnny Cash did with uh, Rick Rubin with the American Recordings, um, recording like his takes on on Depeche you know, Mode and Nine Inch Nails, modern songs. Yeah, again, Kenny Rogers did not succeed, but it's the same type of spirit in terms of yeah, trying I something mean, different. He sounds and, like he's having a good time. Yeah, but. It's a little weird to think of Kenny Rogers as like a yo yo kind of, yeah. Because he starts out, yo, this is Kenny Rogers. I know, but I'm just like, what? Yo, this is Kenny Rogers. Listen to it just for that, okay? I know it's it's worth at least one listen. It's a little strange, but go ahead, why not? But but you get my point. Why not? It's it's the song itself. 
is garbage. <laughs> the song is garbage, but it's it's I, what I respect more than anything is is the spirit behind it. Because yeah. again, he didn't need to do. This. I mean, he was just he was. I think he his thing was that he wanted to work with talented people, regardless of genre. Yeah, and and that's, and so that's he was I just do, doing his own thing. Now I do recall that Wyclef, uh, you know, had some interviews about the song when it was first released, and yeah, he mentioned that you know he grew up listening to songs uh-huh. like The Gambler because again, Kenny Rogers was very much pop. Um, you know, when you have Lionel Richie producing and writing songs for you, it's going to reach all kinds of communities out there, and not just the you know white Southern country community. You know, we're gonna reach every Kenny Rogers reached every community pretty much. I yeah. think. All right, we'll move on to the next song, Reuben James. I love this song so much. It's got such a good groove, and it's one of those story songs because it, it's talking about this uh, this black man who adopted a kid who was having problems and raised him, and didn't matter that the kid was white. He he just was like, this kid needs help. I'm gonna help him, and it's a really sweet song, and it's I think it's really it's really poppy. I like the the it's got and you know it's kind of got that hillbilly twang to it a little bit but it's fast and it's just as catchy it's really freaking catchy well for me sonically i didn't think the song stood the test of time but you know to your point the subject matter especially when this song was released because i believe um this was released while he was still with the first edition mm-hmm. um you know the fact that he put out a song with this subject matter at that particular time uh, says a lot about about him about his character mm-hmm. you know and yeah i mean that that should definitely be commended so it's not gonna go on a, any playlist of mine but you, you gotta you gotta congratulate him for what he was able to accomplish yeah with I, I think it's a solid song honestly so yeah all right the next track coward of the county it's another story song did you did you listen you lost it words you listen to it correctly correct Incorrectly, yeah. Incorrectly, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So this song, basically, the guy's like considered a coward because he doesn't fight because his dad was a fighter, but then it it takes a very dark turn. He straight up murders everybody. (laughs) Straight up, he straight up goes. He his some terrible people. I don't know what they do to his lady, but no, they that, raped her. They raped her. They, they've. Ugh. I mean, he, it doesn't he flat was, out he, say rape, but it's but they had like very, torn dress. It, oh yeah, torn dress and crying and shame and yeah, it was. I it's brutal, freaking brutal. Yeah. But then you know the coward of the county becomes, goes out and, and kicks their ass. And no, they, he kills them. He, he kills brought them? a shotgun to the place, and they no, no. he came in with, with the gun said and then they thought that he it was a coward because he turned their back to them but that was only to lock the door i didn't really get that he shot him it sounded to me like he beat the crap out of him i to me it was a shootout okay so So the song is open to interpretation (laughs) and yeah so he basically what it says is don't discount those who are who are meek or quiet, so to speak. Because they can beat your ass. Because you shoot know, you in the fucking face. Yeah, don't don't fuck with them, boys. Pretty much. Well, ultimately, too, I think the whole um, point wasn't was that if you are gonna, f- you know, there are times to fight and there are times not to fight. It's knowing when, because yeah, it's knowing when when to do it. Yeah, because if you know a woman I loved or my daughter, you know, had that happen to her. I may do the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a reaction anybody's gonna have. Yeah. You know? so. yeah. Alright. The last track on this playlist. The Friends Talking Nerdy Kenny Rogers tribute playlist. Don't fall in love with a dreamer. I love this one too. It's you know, it's a duet with Kim Carnes and it's really sappy and oh, I like this song a lot. I don't know what you, how you how you feel uh this one i didn't care for it it, it wasn't my favorite i mean kim Carnes, she's the one that did biddy davis eyes right no i don't think so okay i thought somebody named kim did that song i don't think it was kim Carnes. but um but it's yeah it, it just 
it wasn't for me. I, th that's just one I, I did not care for. But let me do a quick search on Kim Carnes because I got to find out what she did. I could have <laughs> swore it was. Um, I'm probably wrong because of the hydroxyzine. So. Yeah. Da -da -da -da. Here we go. Wikipedia. Da -da 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 Phenomena. Sailing. Yeah. Um, don't fall in love with a dreamer. Yeah. More love. Betty Davis size. Okay. So oh, Tim oh, was right. Oh. What was that? I said Tim was right. What? We'll put that on loop forever. <laughs> yeah. So now, because I just said that, anytime I'm wrong, he's going to have that like on a little soundboard on his phone and just like go, Tim was right. <laughs> Tim was right. Dun, 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 dun. Well, that's, that's our favorite kenny rogers tracks yes those are our favorite kenny rogers tracks yeah again um like i said i'm not going to proclaim to be his biggest fan ever but you can't deny his impact nope you cannot deny his impact yeah and and for in any artist the best way to honor them is by consuming their art yes yes he may be gone but he will never ever be forgotten so next week It'll be your choice. No, we're gonna do. We're still gonna do paranoid, right? No, this is my choice, and I made the choice to. Well, I don't have a choice in mind, so we'll still do paranoid. <laughs> okay, it'll be my choice again next week. Yes, it'll be Tim's choice again, because I was not prepared. <laughs> I was not prepared. Oh, how could you? Um. <laughs> All right, Black Sabbath next week. What a what a. One-two punch, Kenny Rogers and Black Sabbath. Yo, this is Kenny Rogers with Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Kenny Rogers and Ozzy doing a duet. Kenny Rogers covers Pantera. <laughs> oh, man. I can't imagine, like, Kenny Rogers doing Iron Man. Oh, there we should talk about it on the show at one point, but there is a great band out of Sweden called Hell Songs. Um, yeah, they I know do. All about songs. Yeah, they do um, acoustic covers of heavy metal songs, and they're some of the most beautiful covers I've ever heard. Yeah, I like them too. So yeah, we should talk about that at some point, but not not right now. I think it's time for a little Aussie next week <laughs> on Friends Talking Nerdy. Anything else you want to mention before we wrap up this week? Um, everybody, please, if you don't need to go out, stay home. You should only go in going out, like I said, if you need food or medical supplies or medicine. Those are the only times you should be leaving your home right now, or if you are an essential worker. Yeah. Because, seriously, we're not going to get through this if everybody keeps going out and just putzing around the pharmacy looking at Easter decorations, like what I saw yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I mean, I'm already this, kind of... I could of, say we could thin the herd, but, you Well, know. I'm already kind of annoyed that I'm not going to get to have a nice birthday dinner because there's no way this is going to be done by my birthday. So, yeah. yeah, just please stay home unless you absolutely need to go out and buy food or buy medicine. Well, my son did tell me that he's starting work on a book. That's good. Yeah, he's going to call it The Redneck Skeleton. Oh, and he said, trust me, this will be the next RoboCop. Okay. Well, <laughs> and, cool. And basically, he wanted me to tell the premise uh, this week on the show. Oh. Uh, he said, it's about a man who gets affected by radiation and turns into a skeleton. And then he gets revenge on the person who made him that way. How does he get the radiation? Does he, like, is it like an x-ray gone wrong? And then his x-ray comes to life? Because that's a picture of a skeleton. He gets the radiation. That's all he said. <laughs> he didn't fill me in you on should, the details. You should give him my suggestion next time you talk to him. Okay. All right. And if you're listening, Luke, if you don't think we're boring this week, because I had him, uh, uh, wanted uh, him to listen to the show, and he's like, oh, but it's kind of boring. Shut up. All 14-year-olds should listen to this show. Damn it. Uh, oh, he's 14. Give him, give him a break. Yeah. Anyway, another show's wrapped up. We'll wrapped see you up. next week. Yep. And remember... It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling you're growing inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good feeling 
a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will too. You always make each day such a special day. You know how, by just your being you. Only one person in the whole world like you. That's you yourself. I'll be back next time. Bye-bye. Subscribe to Friends Talking Dirty on iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, as well as Spotify. Remember to support Friends Talking Nerdy on Patreon. Goodbye, darling.